0: Welcome to the Weimar Spectacle, where I explore the brief but extraordinary life of the Weimar Republic. I am Bremner Fletcher, singer, actor, and theater maker, and I have spent years performing songs and cabaret from the Weimar period, and I am inspired and slightly obsessed by that moment in time. So, my big, big, big idea for this show is that the Weimar Republic invented the modern world. And we are all still trying to deal with the possibilities and problems that we inherited from it. To prove that idea, which is possibly unprovable, I'll be exploring the arts, the politics, the social innovations, and the terrifying, terrifying rise of the Nazi party. So if you are a politics junkie with a need to know about the failure of proportional representation in the Reichstag or a gender-fluid performance artist with a need to know about sexuality in 1920s Berlin, this is going to be the show for you. Today, it's the big question. Why even care about a failed European republic that only lasted about 14 years and was a hot mess from the start? A hot mess of factionalism, assassination, mob violence, and in the end, Hitler, the worst punchline in history. Why should we care about a failed, broken state? Well, because I think something special happened in that fourteen years. There was this amazing upswelling of creativity and new freedoms that that hadn't really been seen before in the world. And though it's dangerous to take history as a blueprint for the present, there is, I think, a lesson about the fragility of democracy and how democracy can be destroyed not necessarily by a coup or, or an invasion, but by the relentless attacks from the inside, from its own political culture in a polarized political system. The Weimar Republic was set up with these ideals of liberal social reform and workers' rights and openness to many, many, many sexualities and cultural creativity. And these ideals and these ideas were used against it in a culture war that was just brilliantly managed and ultimately led to the rise of the Nazi Party. So... Let's take a look at the strange birth of the Weimar Republic. It emerges from the complete and utter devastation of Germany after World War I. Before the war, Germany functions as a kind of top-down system through the authority of the Prussian court. Rules are clear, and by pledging allegiance to the Kaiser, the army, and the civil service, your life would continue in a clear line. You knew where you were coming from. You knew where you were going. You knew what the rules were. But the war breaks Germany, or or better to say that the military elite broke their own country. What starts as a brief military campaign turns into the destruction of an entire generation. Seven million casualties with two million killed in action. And those who do manage to get through on one piece are torn apart mentally and sent home to try and pick up life where they left it. And the wounded, well, they're left to display their wounds on the street and beg for bread. There are calls for revolution. There's the beginning of revolution. And the Kaiser, the emperor, the absolute symbol of authority, abdicates. And the Weimar Republic is quickly invented as this desperate fix to provide some stability, channel radical desires, and stave off the most extreme of the revolutionary demands. But because of that total breakdown, in a way, Germans have an opportunity to start anew. Everything you believed in 1914 is gone by 1918. And no one, no political system, no social structure has any moral authority. Everything, everything is open for reinvention. Musicians, writers, politicians, scientists, philosophers, painters are free to go their own way. And they've all witnessed death, which encourages them to move quickly and break things, as we say today. So, let's take a look at what we inherited from the Weimar Republic. Um, We can start with the social innovations. It's one of the first liberal democracies. It's broken from the start, but I am saying this in the USA in 2023, so looking at broken democracy actually makes the Weimar Republic feel kind of familiar. Also, it made huge changes uh, and social changes we now take for granted, including cutting the workday to eight hours, unemployment insurance, public housing with indoor plumbing and electricity, collective bargaining for unions, freedom of speech in the press, equality of women and men, a declaration of the responsibility of the state for the unemployed and for women and children, and women are given the vote." Plus, the idea that humans and their sexualities exist in a spectrum outside of Christian marriage became one of the defining ideas passed down to us by the Republic. In the business world, they created the consumer economy that we all now swim inside. Shopping malls, organized leisure time, conspicuous consumption, movies, newspapers, modern advertising, all saw massive innovations in the Weimar Republic, and perhaps most ominously, those 14 years saw the birth of the idea of a mass movement. And concepts every political party uses today, protest marches, get out the vote drives, relentless branding, carefully crafted slogans, politicians crossing the country by airplane to attend mass rallies, all that is first seen in Germany in the years between 1920 and 1933. And my own particular passion, the arts. Painting, cinema, music, theater make huge leaps forward. Billy Wilder and Fritz Lang create a new language in cinema. Otto Dix, George Gross, and Hannah Hoch create new painting styles, collage, and protest art. Bertolt Brecht and Erwin Piscator change the way theater works. And Kurt Weil and Hans Eisler write new music for those theater performances. And there are writers and poets like Joseph Roth, Hermann Hesse, Sylvia von Harden, Thomas Mann creating new forms of literature. And if that wasn't enough, there's the sciences, which is this who's who of the 20th century. Albert Einstein, Werner Heisenberg, Max Born and Pasquale Jordan create quantum physics. And of course, Werner von Braun, the brilliant rocket engineer who worked for the Nazis, but was the force behind the US space program. And finally, the terrible rise of the Nazis, who, evil as they were, it cannot be denied that they were brilliant innovators in the manipulation of public opinion. They created false narratives, alternative facts, and their political machine is probably still the envy of modern political movements. And strangely enough, we have to thank the Nazis for the worldwide impact of the Weimar Republic, because when Hitler comes to power in 1933, legally elected in a democratic election, before he had the power to attack the Jews, he attacked the artists and creators and scientists who he thought were un-German. He set up re-education camps that became the model for the concentration camps. So any artist or thinker who could got the hell out of Germany. And as it became clear that nowhere in Europe was safe, everyone who could came to the UK or the USA or, surprisingly, Turkey. And in all those countries, they became innovators in music and theater and architecture and the sciences. Weimar refugees brought their talents to the world. So that is why I think you want to know more about the Weimar Republic, the big reasons. But if you want to compare the hot mess that was the Republic to some kind of bad reality TV show, you can also just be interested for the scandal, the gossip, and all the amazing crazy. Because during the Weimar Republic, Berlin is the strangest and most exciting city in the world. And perhaps it's the most exciting city in the history of cities alternate lifestyles, prostitution, nudism, sexuality, cafe culture, movies, cabaret, experimental theater. You want sex? Well, there are over-the-top drag shows, beautiful women in perfect kick lines, lesbian bars with a special entry price for tourists. You want crazy spectacle? Well, just go for a walk. Since the streets are a spectacle, with wild traffic and movie theaters flashing, shining bright department store windows, newspapers filled with scandal, cafes filled with Argument and for the first time in history, independent women walking the streets alone, walking to and from their jobs, to and from the movies, to and from those bars and cafes and those gleaming department stores, which were created to be safe places for women to socialize and shop. A British diplomat writes In the night air, which makes even the spires flicker with excitement, there is a throbbing sense of expectancy. Everybody knows that every night Berlin wakes to a new adventure. And in the middle of Berlin, the Jewish community, with its vast new synagogue, is flourishing, despite all the taxes and restrictions placed upon them. Joseph Roth, the journalist and essayist, writes, The men with their ancient beards and sidelocks walk slowly in groups. The black-haired butcher's daughters move along briskly up and down their streets speaking Yiddish. Hebrew inscriptions are written on stores and beer halls. These streets remain a world unto themselves and a kind of home for the eternal outsider. And watching over all of this are the Nazis. As Goebbels says, Another Berlin is lurking, ready to pounce. A few thousand are working days and nights on end, so that sometime the day will arrive, and this day will demolish the abodes of corruption. It will transform them and give them over to a risen people, the day of judgment, the day of freedom. If some of those desires and frustrations seem familiar, they should, because I believe the Weimar Republic helped give birth to the modern world. So join me in the coming months as I explore the strange birth, life, and death of an experiment in a new society. Thanks for listening. Hit subscribe or follow if you want to know when the next episode appears. I'll put images for this episode onto my website. You'll see the Romanish Café, the cabarets and kick lines, the prostitutes, and the stunning new department stores. You'll find them all at bremnersings.com. B-R-E-M-N-E-R-S-I-N-G-S dot com. Bremnersings.com. BremnerSings.com. And who am I to discuss the Weimar Republic? Well, I am not a social sociologist. Pardon me, I am not a sociologist or a political scientist or a historian. I am an obsessive artist, a singer, a playwright, a cabaret performer who has been obsessed with the arts and music of the Weimar Republic all my life. I've recorded three albums dedicated to the music of this period and particularly the music of Kurt Weill and Bertolt Brecht. If you want to listen to them, just search for Bremner, Fletcher, Duffy in any music streaming site and you'll find all my albums and if you want to know more about my work check it out at bremnersings.com b-r-e-m-n-e-r s-i-n-g-s dot so join me next time for a walk through the amazing creative madness of 1920s Berlin thank you